Hello and welcome to this Cove vidcast. I am Warrant Officer Class 1 Mark Grigg and I am the Professional Military Education Warrant Officer at Headquarters Forces Command. Since May this year, the Cove have been running a campaign known as I Wish I Had Known That. The purpose of the campaign was to encourage our senior soldiers to reflect on things they wish they had known as they were progressing throughout their careers. The reason for this campaign is to share this invaluable insight with our future leaders. The development of our future leaders is key to our future army. Any information that can set them up for future success is beneficial to both themselves and to our organisation. I am privileged today to be joined by the Regimental Sergeant Major of the Army, Warrant Officer Grant McFarlane, OAM. Warrant Officer McFarlane was appointed as the 11th Regimental Sergeant Major of the Army in July 2018. Previous appointments include two division, Combined Team Uruzgan, 3 Brigade, 3 RAR and the 10th 27th Battalion. He was awarded the Order of Australia in the Queen's Birthday Honours List in 2007. Good morning, sir, and thank you for joining us today. Hey, Mark, thank you for the invite and the warm introduction. And can I start by thanking you and your team for what they do for our people uh, through education and PME on through the Cove. Thanks very much, sir. Uh, look, we had a great response to this campaign with a lot of the RSM network providing some really good insight and advice. A ver very big thank you to all of those who've submitted the responses. We should always remember that the development of our people is so important, so thank you and please keep up the great work. Sir, do you have any comments on the campaign itself? Hey, Mark, as I said, this campaign's a great initiative and I'm glad to see so many of our senior soldiers take the opportunity to pass on their experiences um, and telling their story about what they wish they had have known as young NCOs. This is a learning journey for everybody and the only way we become a better organisation is being able to share our stories and this is a great platform to do it. So thank you. Absolutely. All right, sir. We recently asked the RSM uh, to review all submissions and select his top five responses. But before we go through these, I'd like to talk about your response to the campaign as it was one of the first ones we received. Your response was... I wish that I had known that it's okay to make a mistake and learn from it and move on. To be an effective leader, you need to know yourself first. Who are you and what are my strengths and weaknesses? I had many on reflection. I'm responsible for my learning and my development. Seek out opportunities. Having a mentor or sounding board is important. It is my responsibility to develop those behind me. Lastly, enjoy yourself and take pride in wearing our uniform. Sir, such a fantastic response. It encompasses, encompasses a lot of the points raised by all the RSMs. So I'd like to dive a little deeper, reference your point on having a mentor. As the most senior soldier in our organisation, can you explain the benefits of having a mentor, how they have helped you throughout your career, your advice to senior soldiers of having a mentor, your advice to anyone taking on a mentee, and do you think we as an organisation have got mentoring right? Hey, thanks, Mark. Um, geez, I said a lot of things there then. Hey, I continue to reflect on my career about and how I got to where I am now. Um, it's been a journey. Um, I'm not the same leader I am now as I was when I was a young NCO back in the mid-'80s. I was brash. I was impatient. I needed to be the best. I wanted my people to be the best. And I probably didn't do enough inwards looking at myself and my leadership style. It wasn't until Warren uh, Arthur Francis came to the 
uh, through our Arizona seam in the mid eighties, and I was I was looking at transferring it, transitioning out of the army. Um, that he sat the, all the NCOs down individually and spoke to us. Um, one wanted to know what our desires were, who we were, and where we wanted to go. Um, first time in my six years of being in the army that anyone had ever done that to me. So he made an impression on me about what it is to actually understand people and be a leader. And I've tried to carry that through through my career. The other part was Dean Morris to Kev Woods um, on my sub one for sergeant. Um, pulled me aside and he had a, a few tense words about who I was and the way I conducted myself. Impatient, brash. Um, wanted everybody to get it right the first time. Um, he told me to settle down, uh, but have a look at my leadership style. and ch- challenged me to um, think about who I was, what I wanted out of the people that I was talking to and leading. Um, so much so that it made me go and study a bit of anthropology about understanding human beings, but more importantly, being able to understand who I was. I've, I kept in contact with both those gentlemen through their careers and into retirement and always used Arthur Francis a number of times to sound off or ask for advice. And same with Kev Woods. Uh, only two months ago, I had a chat to him about transitioning out of the army. Um, you know, this is all about um, the whole of life experience of being in the army. But more importantly, I think... Mentoring, or if you want to be mentored, you have to identify that you have a an issue in the first place or that you need some advice um, that you probably don't want to use in the chain of command, and that's okay. Um, but it's up to the individual to identify those things. More importantly, you've got to trust the people that you're going to talk to and use as mentors, and they have to be willing to do that also. Um, and if that's okay, then this is about trust and respect for the information that they're going to give you back. Um, and you can flog it off, but this is what mentoring is all about. So it's about being able to communicate clearly um, to the individual so they can give you advice back or challenge you and to take that on and reflect about it. Um, I'm not quite sure what we need to do as an organisation because this is about an individual um, and what framework we need to put around it to make it a formal lesson and development, those sort of things. Um, I'll be happy to be challenged uh, by the audience actually on um, do we need to have a framework around mentoring and and building those skills. As I said, um, really important. Um, to be able to get the best out of yourself and make sure that you reach your potential. So um, I've used it extensively um, and I hope and I hope I've done that back to the people that I've worked with across my army career. Um, and one would hope that it starts from the day you join the army. As a young soldier, one would hope the young lance corporal in your section brings you under your wing, looks after you. When you get promoted to corporal, your platoon sergeant's doing the same thing and through those ranks, I really think if you want to talk about mentoring, I think it starts from the day you join the Army um, in different ways, shapes and forms. But I think as we become more senior, it becomes a more in-depth conversation about 
what it is that you need to talk about. Absolutely, sir. And it sounds like you had some uh, very senior soldiers as well who helped you along the way there, especially the advice you got going through your promotion course. Uh, I, I think uh, for those junior leaders out there, uh, that's a powerful response, sir. Uh, and uh, I hope they all, you know, think about not just getting a mentor, but perhaps someone they can look up to, get advice from, and help them throughout their careers, because I think it'll definitely benefit them. Uh, sir, I'd also like to touch on your point reference learning and development. How important is it to further develop yourself on top of the training provided by Army? What difference does this make to ourselves as we progress through the ranks? Does having further education make a difference in the pack room? And how do you see the utility of something such as Cove Plus in regards to further development? Yeah, great question. And I think the Army gives us a framework to get after whatever it is that they they need us to get after. We need to be able to go and self-identify our weaknesses on top of that and be able to go and educate ourselves or whatever whatever you see the weakness that you have um, and being able to challenge ourselves to think differently, um, to observe things in a different different vein and analyse that to be able to feed it back into whatever it is you're, you're, you're talking about with your commanders or the group that you're talking about. Um, for me, as I said earlier, I went and studied anthropology um, and I found it really fres- uh, fascinating and I, I, think I, I think it helped me think differently to uh, other people. Um, but also it gave me the skills to be able to communicate differently um, you know, leaving school at year 10, not being the best writer and the reader, um, it made me go and write and it made me go and read. Um, so I think it enabled me to be a, a better communicator. Um, back to your question about the pack room. Um, I don't see it as a leg up in the pack room because the pack is about identifying people with potential for a job at a point in time Um, and doing the current job really well will enable you to be selected on your potential for for the next job. Um, So once again, I'm happy to be corrected, but I've been in the pack room a few times. Um, To your last point, I see the cove as really important. Um, All the things that are in there, and on there are really important um, to be able to develop yourself as an individual but as, as a team. I'm on, I'm on there quite a few times snooping around and having a look and I've done some of the Cove Plus stuff. Um, because if only one thing resonates with you, then that's a good thing. So I really encourage people to get on the Cove, have a look around, um, see what's out there, see what people are, are talking about. Um, because um, every little bit helps us to reach our potential and be better people in our army. Yeah, look, I, I definitely wish, uh, wish that during my younger days they had something like the Cove. Uh, Cove Plus is absolutely fantastic. And just sort of for me, the courses I have done, uh, it's helped me see if I'm ready to maybe perhaps go and do a degree, uh, whether I can 
get that information inside me. So I think it's great and uh, hopefully we can get some more of it. All right, so what we'll do now is we'll get onto your uh, top five responses that you selected. Uh, the first response we had was from RSM89RL, Warren Officer Class 1, Mick Carroll. His response was, I wish I had known that it's okay to not know everything. This path of leadership you're on is lifelong. More people observe you than you realise. Aim high because if you aim at nothing, you'll hit every time. Uh, so I recently saw an article on the Army News with you getting your Federation star. That's over 40 years of service to our nation. Thank you for your service, sir. Given your many years of experience, can you share some insight into this statement and what is your best piece of advice about leadership you can pass on to our junior leaders? Hey, thanks uh, for Mick's uh, statement. Into your question, Mark. Um, our time in the uniform, in our uniform is a lifelong journey. Uh, I learn something every day. Um, it helps develop us differently. Um, and as we, as we go through our journey in the Army, um, we change who we are um, at each rank level or different appointments and different opportunities that the organisation gives us. We, we learn and do things differently. But I think the one, one thing that I hold true to is you need to know yourself to be able to lead people and you need to be able to lead your people um, as I said before, you know, as a young corporal, I was pretty impatient and, and brash, and I've learnt now. I think I'm a pretty calm uh, and measured uh, individual, and communicates a lot better than I did before because yelling doesn't always work. So I think um, that has been really, really important for me. Um, so, as I said, it's a journey. Um, we shouldn't be in a hurry to get to the end point because 40 years has gone in a blink of an eye. Um, but as I said, I think my advice to anybody um, is, as I said before, you've got to know who you are first uh, before you can start leading. Um, and I think also you had to be, you had to have been a good follower also um, to learn the ways of leadership and. You don't have to know everything as a leader. Um, the good thing about being a leader and a competent one is that you know that you don't have all the answers all the time, but you know where to go and ask for those. All right, great. That's that's fantastic. Thanks for that, sir. Uh, on to the next response, and that's from RSM3CSSB, uh, one of the class one, Kim Keeley. Her response was, I wish I had known that becoming a leader was not only about developing your subordinates, but also the continual development within yourself. Knowing your own strengths and weaknesses and how your actions affect others is vital to being a good leader as much as trying to impart your experiences to others. What are your thoughts on this one, sir? Yeah, I think Kimberley's onto a, uh, a, uh, a true statement there. Um, as I go, I'll, I'll go back over it again. You know, as a young leader, um, I was more worried about myself making sure I looked good, making sure my section was the best they could be. Um, and back in those days, that was rewarded. Rewarded. Um, but as I said before, Kev Woods, you know, on, on my conversation with him, made me realise that um, your team is only as good as everybody in it. So 
you can have the best shot in the in the section and the slowest person on a BFA, um, regardless of what is whatever is in between, um, to get to the end point, you've got to be there together. And you've got to get across that line all together. Um, so um, really understanding those strengths and weaknesses is really important as a leader so that you can make sure that everyone can develop. Some will develop faster than others, and that's okay. But we've got to take everybody on the journey, um, even if even your slowest bloke in, the, in your section or platoon, um, and you enable them through good leadership and investment to get faster every other day when you do PT. Um, so looking at your team holistically is really important. Make sure that the strongest and the fittest isn't getting everything. Um, and you delve your time and investment across the whole, your whole team. Absolutely, sir. Um, all right. So the next response we have is from RSM3 CSR, uh, Warren the Class 1, Jason Ruby. His response was, I wish I had known uh, that it was key to understand early that the human is an extremely complex machine. Understanding your soldiers as people first will greatly assist you to deliver capability by leveraging their strengths and not dwelling on their weaknesses. For me, sir, I think this is so true. I've always tried to leverage people's strengths. Uh, there's always someone out there who has a better way of doing things and we should uh, take, on, uh, take that on board. Uh, just because you're an officer, warrant officer, senior NCO, doesn't mean it should always be done your way. So how do you go about identifying somebody's strengths? What kind of things do you think get in the way of allowing people to play to their strengths? And development is... in is important and allowing people to play to their strengths all the times can be a weakness. We can always, we can't always do what we are comfortable with. What are your thoughts on that, sir? Hey, Mark, I think uh, we sort of touched on it already. I, I think this is about knowing your team uh, as individuals, not just you know, your, your section or your troop, but knowing them as individuals um, and understanding what they bring to, to the team because the strength the strength of the team is everybody, so not just your best shot or your your fastest fastest human. So being able to let them thrive, strive and strive to be their best is really important, um, regardless. I think the uh, problem that we do have is we don't like. Tall, tall poppies and all those sort of things. I think that, and that sort of um, inhibits people um, to be able to show their their full potential. Um, but a good leader will be able to bring that the best out of them. Um, and you're right; it doesn't matter who in your team, um, whether it's the digger, the corporal, the sergeant. Um, we all have a part to play, and as the uh, RSM of the army. I don't have all the answers. I delve down into the uh, the leadership of our organisation to look for look for answers or look for different ways to do things, um, and that's exactly why I, one of the reasons I created the Junior Leader Fellowship is to be able to get feedback from uh, our soldiers because um, we don't know everything, and they are a source of a uh, source of information that we should empower them to have a voice. 
um, and by having a voice, it enables them to be able to look after their their soldiers um, and those that, as I said before, maybe you're, you're a slowest bloke in the uh, section or the platoon, we take them on a journey with us also. Um, as I said, you only win when you've got everybody across the across the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that is really, really important to make sure that we're enabling all our people to reach their full potential and enjoy the journey of wearing our uniform. Mm, absolutely. So that's that's a great response. Thank you. Uh, the next one we'll move on to is from uh, RSM1RTB, Warrant Officer Class 1, Damien Wolfe. Uh, this is definitely one of my favourites, sir, and uh, it was also selected by the Cove team uh, and he received a, a Cove coin for his efforts. Uh, his response reads, I wish someone had told me that as a junior NCO, I'm more influential than at any other time in my career. A junior NCO directly commands more people every day than any other commander and are therefore the most critical leaders in army. The rest of us are there to support you. Sir, if I was a junior NCO... NCO again, I would definitely take this on board. And I'm sure a lot of us would love to have the opportunity to be a junior NCO again. So what are your thoughts on RSM1RTB's response? Well, I hope it wasn't your favourite one because he's a fellow engineer. <laughs> but I, I do agree. The um, I don't think you realise until you've moved on from the junior NCO time or have been a platoon sergeant of the actual influence that you do have on that, on that section of 10 or of six people um, because you live and work with them every day you know their ins and outs you know their, you know their strengths and weaknesses um, we are there to make sure we enable our leaders to be the best leaders they can be by listening by advising and by challenging them to get on with the job um, when, when, when I sit back and reflect now you're dead right it was a great time in my life, um, and I was I was blessed to be able to be a section commander for three years and three hour hours. So, and then uh, two years at, at uh, Depot Company as, as a section commander. So, they are the foundation years of developing our leadership. Um, and as I said, this is about us reinvesting back into our NCOs so that they can reach their full potential. And they'll enable their teams to be the the best they can be to provide capability for our army. And, and look, my my time as a junior NCO was once the uh, the old Sydney days, uh, so not far from Three Hour Hours Gate there. And also my time at One RTB, absolutely loved it, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. So yep. yeah, great Fantastic. job. All right, the last one we have got, sir, is uh, from RSM Sower. His response was, "I wish someone had told my younger self the following." Do not define yourself through your work. You need to understand what your value is. The military does not define who you are. Do not be too hard on yourself. Nobody is perfect and you will make many mistakes. Learn from them, but do not let them become a burden. So this response always also received a Cove coin. I think everyone has learned from their mistakes throughout, not only their career, but their lives. I think a big part of this is also owning the mistake, learning from it and being able to move on. So what are some of the strategies people can use to move on from their mistakes? It's very easy to beat yourself up, up, especially if they have been a hard lesson. Do you think we have a culture in army that allows for mistakes? And what are some ways we can leverage off others, off other each other's experiences? Hey Mark, uh, thanks. 
I think, firstly, the, the best strategy is to own the mistake, um, reflect on the mistake, um, what happened, why it happened, what have I learnt from it, and move on. Um, we're a pretty unforgiving organisation, I think, um, back in my younger days and probably until recent times, you know, that we didn't accept mistakes and, and or we left behaviour unchecked and it became worse as we, because nobody had ever put anybody up on it. Um, I think we manage both a lot better now and we accept that people do make mistakes. They make dumb decisions. Um, it's how the individual reacts to that um, and shows the character to move on from it, um, willing to tell that story of what they did or what went wrong um, through actions and deeds. And I think the other part of that is, you know, what, what was that mistake and how much experience did that person have counts a fair bit to what happens in the future. Um, but I think, as I said, owning it and telling your story, I think, is one of the best ways that we can move forward from these things. Absolutely, I agree, sir, definitely. All right, sir, so that's, uh, that sort of wraps up the last five responses um, that you have selected. Uh, but what I'd like to do is quickly before you go is get some of your thoughts on the Cove, our initiatives including the website, Cove Conferences, Cove Plus and more broadly PME in general. We at the Cove know how busy everybody really is and that PME can sometimes fall to the bottom of the list of things to do. What is your advice on PME and the platforms we have available to the organisation? Is there anything else you would like to discuss? Hey, Mark, again, thank you for the opportunity to uh, do the podcast with you um, and be part of the Cove platform. This is really important organisational platform for our people, uh, as we discussed earlier. It is a place to go and find out information. It is a place to go and educate our people, um, whether that's as an individual or as a team. Um, if PME is not in your top three things to do in your unit, then you're probably missing the point about how important it is to develop our people. Because regardless of what our rank is, we're all on a journey to be better. Um, so giving our people the best opportunities to reach their full potential, enjoy their time in the Army so that they stick around for a bit longer, um, is fantastic. Um, as I said earlier, I'm on the platform snooping around you know, a couple of times a month. Um, and there's really good stuff in there. And even if there's only one small thing that resonates with a person, that's okay. But there's a damn lot. There's a damn lot of good information in there if people really take the time to have a look. Absolutely. So again, thank you for your team, mate. Thanks very much, sir. That is it for this vidcast. Thank you all for tuning in, and please not to forget to download the Cove app and turn notifications on. It's PME in your pocket, anywhere, anytime.